let me say that the political if you like the political this is the news made us do this podcast it's myself Lex here with my boy AC you're not middle class you're not black white enjoy one podcast at a time discussing all things Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Oh, like this- hey, hey, hey! You got to hear that black boy Joe in your voice, boy. Volume one. How you doing? I'm good, my bro. How are you, man? I'm all good, man. Just trying to beat that racism. Hey. It's another day trying to beat that racism. Just trying to destroy that racism. Just working each and every day towards destroying that racism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, man. All good. All good. Good, good, good. Well, what you been up to? How, how, how do you feel coming back off this weekend, then? Yeah, not too bad. My throat is a bit... Um, I mean, you can hear it in my voice, probably. My voice is a bit gone from shouting with all my blood and soul and spirit. But it was what definitely about? I was letting people know. 1,741 deaths in the UK in police custody of members in the black community and zero persecutions of the metropolitan or any police force of that matter. Speak on it, speak on it, speak on it. I was letting them know in case they were thinking that this is an isolated incident or an isolated crisis. This is a global pandemic. This is Mm -hmm. something that reaches every corner of the world because in every corner of the world where humans exist, black people exist. And so does this oppression and stigma and that we are here to eradicate. Yeah, how you feeling, my bro? Of this weekend, uh, uh, I feel a whole a whole host of emotions. I feel inspired. I feel tired. Um, I feel proud. I feel confused. Um, yeah, just a whole host of emotions, bro. Like you know, even hearing you talk now and giving those facts, I'm confused about the big question for me is what what next you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so obviously we we both went out on the saturday to exercise our our legal democratic right to protest mm-hmm. um you know a peaceful protest very peaceful protest you know it was only until the next day that i saw there was some commotion with horses and and, and then thing there but really and truly there shouldn't be horses uh in that environment. There shouldn't be horses at protests anyway, in that environment anyway. So that's, that. as far as I'm concerned, that's a mistake by the police for even bringing horses um, to use as weapons, if we're being honest. They weren't there to, like, use as a means to, like, contain the protest. It was used to, they were brought as weapons. So, um, yeah, that, that shouldn't have happened. But apart from that whole, like, 99.9% of the whole protest was peaceful. It was just people wanting to vent per se, 
people just wanting to really just show solidarity and stuff. So with from that aspect, I was very um, proud to be part of it. Uh, but then, you know, coming home afterwards and reflecting on it, the big question I had over me was like, "Wow, what next? Like, so what? Cool, because we can't protest every every weekend. Like, it's physically draining, mentally draining. We can't do that every weekend. So we need to mobilize and start to think, what next? You know? No, definitely, definitely. I mean, the what next for me is always something that has been on the cards because, for me personally, inevitably this day was coming, and the the the, the truer days shall come as well. I mean. There's only so much pressure and so much like outright overt racism <laughs> that can happen until you know something happens. You know, in, in, in especially when you're in the kettle, in the kettle of society, and things begin to heat up. There's bound yeah. to be an eruption from somewhere. Even volcanoes that stay dormant for hundreds of years eventually erupt because nothing, no one or no being can sustain that pressure and just contain and tolerate it indefinitely do you know what i mean so you know we had a podcast um two podcasts ago with the echo chamber you know other echo chamber girls they're they're for missing both ez and jade you know but i remember jade was saying talking about burning down and rebuilding and i remember actually putting up quite a front yes in that in that time hearing and hearing it but then you know as with all things you sleep on it you know and i do believe that you know through insinuation that idea and that kind of that kind of concept stuck with me the most and it made me think it made me think a lot it made me think a lot like like what what is this burn the system what is this it sounds so violent it sounds so radical you know but then i realized that it's it's actually been designed just saying like that it's not been given to us in a way when realistically all phoenixes must burn to ash to renew you know what i mean and in that way the system is a phoenix because it's a guardian of life it's something that guards life that the phoenix kind of symbolizes that you know a giver of life but this system and the life that it has given has given rise to some positives been built on the back of many negatives and a system that has been built on that has foundations there will inevitably rely on those things you know so unless there is like radical change within the system and radical does not like co-sign with violent aggressive or unnatural radical simply means something is going left and left is the wrong way so you do a u-turn and go right go right around the right way that a U-turn is a radical change. That is what I'm suggesting here, you know, or advocating here in terms of the ideology of burning it down and starting the system again. Because I definitely think some ideas have been explored within the system and some should be carried within the new system. But we as kind of like a human being, a race, need to really address how we maximise the use of humans on the planet and the footprint it leaves, especially considering the fact that we live in a modern technological era where there's a surplus of food that gets burned daily just to keep the, to perpetuate this capitalistic system. And there's a lot of technology that can provide shelter in low cost ways and low economic footprint ways. You know, people are watching people on YouTube build huts and resorts out of mud. 
I mean, by now we know we have the technology. Technology is also planning and and like, you know, the framework, it's there, you know. We need to kind of stop selling those things and start implementing those things and educating ourselves to be able to use those things to increase our quality of life at less of a cost. And that's kind of like my kind of stance on starting again and what next, you know. And I, I think I, I, the, things I, you're saying are, the things you're saying are very interesting because from, from the conversations I've been having, yeah, you're coming from a very... um. Uh, you're, it looks like you're, you're, you're even having a look at the whole system of capitalism as a whole as well. Mm-hmm. And and whether that system that we're in is adequate for the whole, like what Jade said on a, um, two podcasts ago, of the whole burning down of the current system that we're in. Um, and that's interesting. It's very interesting. You know, a lot of people argue that capitalism breeds racism. So we do have to... We have to destroy the capitalist society and systems that we're working within to make any sort of progress, racial progress, if that's what we want, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that, that that also that was, I think about that and also led to other more questions because I don't know if you follow I don't follow this guy but Terry Crews, white chicks Terry Crews, yeah, yeah. so cool. He tweeted something like, "Ah." Oh, um, you know, uh, black people, white to to end white supremacy. We need white people. Otherwise, we're just gonna be replacing it with black supremacy. So when I read that, I'm thinking that this guy couldn't have tweeted that. Let me just uh, let me check if there's a real tweet. I checked this thing, real tweet. Everyone's just weighing in. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? One, there's no such thing as black supremacy. So what are you talking about? And two, it made me think. Cool. Like, what is it that? what is the irrational fear that both, and I think it's not only white people that have this fear, you know, I think there's also some black people that are scared that, oh shit, what if like this thing we're going through, this movement is like some sort of revolution and we do get to a point where like we have to replace the whole system to the point where we put people like us in the places of the people who are have been and are oppressing our people for all this time. Like what does that look like? And I think people are f- afraid that one, we're not ready for that, or two, uh, a system like that won't be able to survive because it's like you're putting inexperienced people into these these uh, spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but also, I've been thinking, cool, this whole thing we're going through now, yeah, I think if I'm being more realistic, and I, I like to call myself an optimist, uh, 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 optimistic realist. Mm-hmm. If I'm being really real, yeah, what what Jade was saying in that those two podcasts ago, she even said she was uh, angry. Her emotions, she's thinking a lot of emotion and stuff. And in these situations, in this battle, this ongoing battle, I think is best for all of us to try to think more logically as to how we're going to dismantle, but also better the overall experience for us as black people in in this country and then around the diaspora. But one thing I've noticed that we're going to have to do, we're going to have to collaborate then. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to negotiate. And that's what that's what's going to be the bitter pill to swallow. Because we're going to have to sit down on tables with people that we know who have system, systemically put things into place to keep us subordinate, 
keep us away from achieving our potential, keeping us away from having access to wealth, but also we're going to have to negotiate on certain things. And that's what I think, so, but people thinking, right, negotiate on what though? All we want is equality and freedom. Mm-hmm. But unless, literally unless, yeah, what most people's fears are, there's a quote-unquote race war or a quote-unquote class war or something, I don't know how that's going to pan out and how quickly we will see such change. I think that would take more years, like honestly years, for that to, something like that to happen. I mean, when you look at it like that, we are currently fighting like hundreds of years, 500 plus years of a systematic racial oppression, yeah? A system that has not only, you know, trans transformed and taken on new shapes and used new and updated tools and technology to continuous oppression, but has proven to also be able to commune in itself amongst those that are truly fighting for a good cause and time and time again use that disguise and that guise to dismantle from within and cause fraction and um you know fraction and side taking and this is the thing how we do it is a mystery right now and how we're gonna do it is a mystery the key ingredient here to any change that is gonna be that's gonna suffice and be like you know withstand the test of time is gonna be education of the masses of all generations and then through that education will we be able to discover a real solution that goes beyond the ego that goes beyond whose fault it is who's in the right here and who's in the wrong because like in this life we are all bound by death yeah so to go all spiritual on the podcast on the political podcast but that reality alone yeah is damning enough to 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 know that we're we're in this this is the end game there's an end game (laughs) like what are you doing you you physically can't step on someone's neck your whole life. Let go. Live your life. Be your best. We all deserve to be our best. Let's go. Be happy. Be, be, be great. Empower yourselves. Be good with yourselves. Apologize. Have acceptance. Redeem yourself. Go through the proper process for anyone that has done wrong. And if you are part of the collateral damage, pay your dues. You would still have to pay your dues, especially if maybe you weren't a direct enforcer, maybe nothing, but you are still a collaborator because you wasn't spending your whole life fighting this as soon as you recognised this pain, as soon as you was, you, was, you was old enough to recognise the role that you are meant to take. Like The solution is always and will be education and acceptance. But it's never going to be, we should do this, we should do that, we should negotiate this, we should negotiate that. Why is that? Because by the time we come out and grow from our change, the things we want now are going to be different from the things that we want tomorrow. And if we keep trying to build based on like what we wanted yesterday and not what we're dealing with today and potentially tomorrow, we're always going to get caught blindsided. And if it's not, this form of racism or fascism and oppression, there'll be something else that we let seep in, which is why, understandably, Terry Crews had his daunting fear of black supremacy. 
that can only exist if we lived in a world full of Terry Cruises, mate. Unfortunately, Terry Cruz, not everybody is Euro training white chicks applicable, can move in them circles and then oppress directly with his vigorous physique <laughs> power. I get why you're thinking of that, Terry. I'm six foot four, dark, handsome, and strong and powerful myself. But don't let that get to your head and think that everyone is universally as fortunate as you just because they have black skin or come from the black community. You also have access to wealth that many, 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 many have not seen for generations, that their whole generation has not seen. You know what I'm trying to say? Like Terry Crews' wealth, for some people, if you add their whole generation since they were like enslaved in African America, their whole family lifelong net worth isn't as much as one of Terry Crews' film checks. Yeah, I'm trying to say the access to intelligence that he has is on a different level. Please, we need to come off our privileged high horses here, man. And that's what you. I'm happy you said that, bro. About get coming off the privileged high horses here, because before I went to bed last night, I was having this thought, and like you know, just from all the conversations that people were having online about, uh, you know, being, um companies and multinational businesses accountable saying oh how many black people you have on your executive board and you know how many i don't know how many black models do you have how many black people are uh, on, on on television and all this kind of stuff i want this thing to be a whole thing the whole movement got by the black celebrity slash um bourgeoisie classes because ultimately, if the fight for most people is, oh, just to have more black people in in in, in white-run com- companies, or to have more black people based on white stuff, then what is what 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 isn't the fight initially really for the average black person, man or woman, um, working class or not, to have a better quality of life and to be able to live their life free from prejudice? Mm-hmm. So whether that's you know, Barry, who's a um, a window cleaner, Barry should be able to just, you know, walk down the street or drive his car without having fear from um, being stopped and targeted. searched yeah. unnecessarily or, or targeted or being, you know, again, and these are just like, these are overt racial acts, like all that, you know, getting the N-word shouted at him or whatever like that. That's, isn't that overall, or, or if Barry wanted a loan on a house or something, or a loan for business or something, that he wouldn't get rejected in it, all, all that kind of stuff, all these institutionally kind of... Um, he's not going to be rejected, this easy, like, off the bat. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And I see how people are looking at it. People are looking at it like, oh, you know, from the top down, so we get black people from the top, and it should trickle down. But I don't, I don't think necessarily that's going to be the case, and I don't necessarily, it's not necessarily true that that's what will happen, you know? Exactly. I, I do think it's something that should, I, I do think it's um, uh, uh, something that will benefit, and obviously is 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 uh, is obviously a benefit more than a hindrance. But ultimately, bro, when we, when we really sit down and think about it, it really, we have to do for self. So mm-hmm. it's more about at cool. You know, people are saying, "Oh, um, pretty little thing." You don't have black faces on this stuff, like, bro. Pretty little thing sell cheap clothing. That's all they do. They sell cheap clothing mm-hmm. from they get their clothes made in China or whatever for minimal pennies and then sell it for a tenner but still make a nice profit off it yeah so what like 
there's not a group of people in the community that could do something like that similar to them, similar to that themselves. And that's a family-owned business as well. The, family, the owners of that are like Indian or Pakistani or something like that. Mm-hmm. Family-owned business themselves, like you know, or saying like, oh, we need um, black people on on the board of like Sainsbury's and stuff, or or um, or Asda and stuff. Bro, after the protest on Saturday, I went to a black-owned grocery store. That's 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 what that's. Mm-hmm. What the movement yeah, should be doing. What's that, sorry? I said they definitely need more of that, like you said, yeah. Bro, like, let me actually big them up. Let me give them a cinnamon leaf in Tottenham. If you're ever in Tottenham, visit Cinnamon Leaf, black family run grocery store. Amazing. They have everything your whole foods, your organic foods, your African Caribbean foods. It's, 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 bro, it's, and the shopping experience was just delightful, bro. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it was like, I can't explain it. It was like, Oh, oh, bro, I can't, honestly, you go in there, like, the, the owner looks like your auntie, I'm a nice with her, she looks like your sister, the young brother, they have a cafe as well, young brother that's doing up the coffees and that, like, oh, it's amazing, man, honestly. So that's mm. what, like, for me, that's why I feel like, that's why the argument sometimes it, it is a bit difficult, because it's like, uh, do we want to see black people in just white business structures and 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 corporate structures surely the, the the goal should be to do for self and build our own structures surely that's the goal no mm-hmm, mm-hmm. surely that would be the goal and the thing is yeah it's interesting that you touched on that because i've definitely had thoughts on that as well and i i kind of have thoughts on the different many approaches that become suggested because i don't think that any idea is wrong i just think that the execution of ideas can often be where it has errors and then the lack of thought behind the side effects of those actions do you know what i'm trying to say because some people say we want this but they always forget there's going to be other byproducts of people just like you said just being automatically promoted to top level c-level um, companies I mean, C-level jobs in companies like Sainsbury's or um, what, was the, what was the other point that you made, sorry? About um, pe- basically just placing black people in adverts. Yeah, like, just placing black people, yeah. Like, just, yeah. just like there, just because, just, be, just for the sake of it. Now, the thing is here, yeah, like, I definitely agree that shouldn't, we shouldn't be trying to target and uh, place black people as figureheads of certain companies or brands just for the sake of it, just for the sake of diversity with no real purpose and no real clarity. But I think the real issue that is trying to be kind of um, articulated here is the fact that the processes, the opportunities for people to actually get those positions through the apparent meritocracy that these systems apparently facilitate is actually hard for black people. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And I think that that's where the articulation is misconceived when people just say, put people there, put people there, because you're definitely right. They shouldn't just put people there because it would mean nothing. But the fact is that they are several thousands, millions, if not at least a billion, Black people out here that are hardworking, smart, innovative, <laughs> great, courageous, good enough to be in these positions on these roles that are the institutions that drive society, you know? Yeah. But what isn't there is the actual roots to lay down yeah. because that famous saying of moving the goal lines. 
And now yeah. you people can say, well, that isn't true. You have you done and then they can say whatever they want to say because obviously they haven't been there, they haven't walked a step in my shoes, you know, or 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 they probably just want to ignore it when they see it happening. But pe- some people do recognize it for sure. They've been in class of people that have been brighter than them, they have then gone to work with people in similar companies that have been brighter than them, and then they've seen to have different opportunities presented to them than those their their running mate at that time that was of a different race. But that is beyond it. That also can be patterned off and has often been brushed off as oh. It's your imagination almost making you sound crazy when you're trying to express these transgressions that can't ha- occur against us, you know? That's, that's kind of what happens because you just say, there's no proof. Ha-ha, there is proof. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street actually yeah. attempted yeah. and attempted yeah. successfully to, you know, create the model which we're talking about, which is Black-owned businesses, Black-owned Transport, Black-owned healthcare, essentially organised Black community existed and was growing exponentially and enjoying success. Yet, yet again, another tragedy will occur. The assassination of the, of the Black economy with a lack of insurance payouts that was, that was proper, with a lack of cover or protection from the state, and a lack of persecution. You know? Bear with me. Quickly get some cheeky stats up that aren't cheeky at all. You know? Founded in 1908 and destroyed in 1921. Black Wall Street. Shout out Shaka Bars for sharing this knowledge on his Instagram page. Yeah? Destroyed. Wrecked, riot, pillaged, not just looted, destroyed 600 businesses, 21 churches, 21 restaurants, 30 grocery stores, two movie theatres, six private airplanes, a hospital, a bank, a post office, law offices, and even bus systems. That's amazing, man. That's That's terrorism. Destroying that, bro, it's amazing that I existed and that will one, you know, that, that is just testimony to the fact that it's a lie. It's not that black people are wild or unorganized or whatever. It's just the fact that, you know, white supremacists are wild, hooligans, thugs, destroyers, devastators, bringers of devastation, these white supremacists, bringers of hell, you know, they represent that kind of brand and ideology. It isn't growth, unity, salvation, civilization. It's fuggery and animalistic brutality. The fact that some of these people that have committed such atrocities have gone as far as to just, you know, just American citizens will just imprison black people, have histories of imprisoning black people and experimenting on them, cutting up their bodies and so on other body pieces to them. It's like, honestly, that, I, I believe that that documentary kind of like really brought things to me, to light to me, like LA 92, yeah. you know, LA 92. Yeah, no, bro, like, yeah, that is obviously, that's the goal, like what you just obviously, uh, Black Wall Street, that is the, 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 I think that's the economic goal. I think that's the goal for us because this is the system that we live in so from if you're living in a capitalist society uh a capitalist a capitalist a capitalist 
um, community that obviously has people that look like you in positions of ownership and wealth and stuff is obviously what you want. Like, again, I live in a community where literally the community do everything for self, mm -hmm. down to education, to healthcare, everything for self. So mm -hmm. I know it can be done, obviously, but the, 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 the main difference, I guess, from that community and our communities, a couple of differences, obviously, like for um, homogeneity within our community um, and having a monolithic view on certain things, but also the, the big thing is obviously wealth. wealth. Wealth, the wealth gap between the community I live in and the community and my actual community are huge. Yeah. But um, but but honestly, bro, like I feel like too, you know, as as, as uh, painful as it is, we're probably gonna have another conversation on on sim topics you know, whether next week or the week after or whatever. Um, we're working to get someone on, on the podcast, maybe next podcast or so, to discuss some sort of black-run uh, initiatives and groups, which are working on pooling money together and stuff. So that would be interesting. Mm -hmm. but, um, um, but we're going to discuss uh, uh, Bristol. So I want to firstly big up Bristol. 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 This, ah, oh, bro. Honestly, what they done? Yeah. I, I, you know what? Is if is using the word revolutionary too much? You think? No, I don't think, I don't think it is. I think it, it's amazing because if you Wikipedia, <laughs> the the guy's name. Of the statue they tore down, yeah, and you want to find out what he celebrated and remembered for, yeah, yeah. Bruv, his only job is slaver. That's it. His only record of history is slaver. That's it, bro. That's it. That's all he done. Bro. That's he just he he brought slaves. That's it. Bro. Brought and sold slaves. He dealt in slaves, and then they felt like they had to immortalize him. But this because he gave money to the city. That's literally it, bro. It's like literally, no, no, bro. It's literally, literally. Okay, cool. That was a league. That's that was a legal thing back then, yeah. So okay, what's legal now? But it's immoral that we know is immoral. I don't know. Um, I can't think of anything on top of my head. <laughs> I'm going to put myself in the pressure. I can't think of anything. But like, bro, literally, all he done was sold slaves. And then gave money to Bristol, and they felt like, "Yep, yeah, we're gonna have to give this guy a statue." He hasn't done, he didn't do nothing amazing. Didn't like, you know, not, not you know the argument that they, they like to use for Winston Churchill, like, "Oh, he led us through World War Two and all this kind of shit." Even though Winston Churchill was also a white supremacist, that's the argument that they'll die on their sword for. Mm -hmm. You can't die on their sword for this guy. He sold slaves, and he gave you money. That's all he done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all he done. It's like Donald Trump giving money to the state of New York or the city of New York. <laughs> They're gonna put. A, are they gonna put a, a statue up of Donald Trump? Like, bro, it's yeah. So, yeah. But hold tight, Bristol, though, because that's a that's another conversation. Uh, to be honest, that's something I don't really think about until it happened. I don't, it's not something I thought about. Yeah. Like, oh, taking down statues of slave owners and mm -hmm. and and I don't know, renaming streets of slave owners and, and stuff. Slavers, for, yeah. us, for us, the biggest one I can think of is um, the Tate Modern, because the Tate. The Tate, Tate and Lau Company were huge plantation owners in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. um, in the Caribbean, so mm -hmm. this, you know, this that, that conversation is going to have to come up one exactly. day. Like, do we change the name of the Tate? Cap you know, Captain, what's that? What's that rum? Captain Morgan's uh, rum. 
know, also, again, it's something I don't if think it about. Overproof, because... I don't want it. If it ain't right, I don't want it. Don't bring me no no Captain Morgan's <laughs> at the next dance I meet you at. Yeah, that. That's what I feel like. If 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 that never happened yet, it's not something I was for. But because it, it, it's something that I again I can't get embedded to society seamlessly has been yeah. Why just so the history of it has been has been almost disassociated with how it got here, you know? Yeah. And again, we're not, none of us, neither of us are Bristolians, but obviously I'm, I'm sure if you're, uh, uh, and there's a lot of the big black community in Bristol as well, um, visible mm. community. Um, so like if you're, if you're a, a black Bristolian, I'm sure walking around seeing, you know, uh, statues of people that literally enslaved your ancestors around must be triggering for you. Mm-hmm. Like again, where mm-hmm. I live, I don't see those that I can't think of anywhere that, I can't think of anywhere in London that has statues or anything of of um oh no colonizers or stuff like that. Um I got Winston Churchill. Yeah, I'm sure this is the capital of London, I'm sure there is. But like Winston Churchill was obviously a, a big bone of contention right now. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Many- I think going to going to war going to war with the English over that here, I think that's another battle. I think there's other things that we need to get done before we Discuss that bit. That yeah, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? I think that's what that's what I stand on some of these things. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's fighting different battles. There's some people that feel so strongly about removing all these memorabilia and, and statues and ornaments of 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 people that of white supremacists that they're not thinking about anything else. And again, justified, justified. I totally understand. Looking at the person that made your life hell or contributed towards your your, your a life of misery. And supported yeah. one cause, but never supported another. And in fact, overtly destroyed your life because he was actually, in some ways, the same as the enemy he was fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, again, it's like, like I said on the last podcast, it's like, imagine being Congolese in Belgium, having to go, imagine Lukaku, mm-hmm. having to go past huge statues of King Leopold every day. Exactly. Bro, like that, that will be triggered. I think for me, because I can't link any one particular British person that I guess committed any sort of, I know, don't go, obviously Ghana was obviously a colonized country and there was a lot of fuckeries that came on with it, but that was a whole state, the whole system. So I'd be, that, I, would, I would be saying, bond the whole of England and mm-hmm. bond it to the ground type thing. Mm-hmm. But if there's like one person, like one person that did such a fuckeries mm-hmm. on like Ghanaian people or a certain tribe in Ghana or anywhere, like then I'll feel compelled to do something like that. But somewhere like Belgium, like somewhere like Belgium, I can just imagine the huge Congolese community they have, huge, mm-hmm. like walk past huge, and the statues of King Leopold, they, like, the, the little thing that they had in Bristol, mm-hmm. they're huge statues, like the ones like the big lions that you get in Trafalgar Square and stuff, mm-hmm. huge. Um, I can imagine for them, it's triggering. Yeah, that, that must be so triggering for them. The thing is, and again, yeah, I guess, go on. The thing is, yeah, recent Churchill and Britain, like, in their role in World War Two and like that 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 fascism, a lot of it is because like they were gonna get rolled on. They didn't go to save the Jews. They found no. out about the Jews. After, <laughs> they found out about the atrocities that happened to the Jews after, mostly after the war. They didn't go there with that knowledge to do that. I'm trying to say, like, it's like. No, bro, you're just spot on. That's what makes me laugh. Like, and at the same time, 
they have to understand, you know, they talk about, oh, you know, yeah, Winston Churchill, Winston Churchill. Bro, let's be honest, if it wasn't for India and Russia, England would have lost that war. Mm-hmm. India provided 1.5 soldiers, or I guess people, to go and assist England what, in this war. One, just what, a light one and a half mil. Just a one and a oh, half one mil. One and a half mil. Yeah. Yeah. Million, yeah, <laughs> one and a half million. Um, yeah, 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 that's a light number. But this is it, bro. This is what, this is, again, this is why even the topic on education is so important. Because mm-hmm. when we went in school, if we talk about the World War Two, I would have said, yeah, you know, England went to war with Germany, America came and helped us, done, we won. That's it. That's all I would have known. But it's so, so I wouldn't have known there was African people. I wouldn't have known that. Mm-hmm. I would have not known that if it weren't for self-study and self and actually like self-research and stuff. And that's why self-read. This is why like personal um, doing research for yourself is so important, and reading books is so important because you would not know that because it's such a whitewashed curriculum. Mm-hmm. And again, that's what I'm saying. Like, and there's another, there's another facet, another group of people in our community that are fighting for that, for decolonizing the curriculum, changing the curriculum. Uh, you know. Making unwatchable, unwatchable,不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知道，不知
Now pay the bill. Get me? Stop all of this bullshit of these African continents are in debt to all of these other countries. Pay the bill. Allow the freedom movement of black people to you from Africa, where, from where they've settled from. Pay the bill. Yeah. Get on with your life. Pay the bill. Let us get on with our lives. This is it, bro. This I don't like want the plane ticket to, to always be a thousand pounds. Why are you bumping me? Yeah, nah, bro. I, as far I, I, as I, Australia. It's true. It's just nah, bro, I, again. It's, it's, bro, you're, you're, you're right. Even that, I mean to look, look into that even deeper. Bro. Plane ticket flights are so much more expensive. How cheap is it to get to Morocco compared it's to how true. it's to true. Nigeria? It's true. It's true. Don't bro, piss me I'm off. I'm sure, I'm sure there's something insidious and sinister bro. about it. Sure, if you look into it. If you, sure, if you pay that much for a flight, there's only so much you can reinvest in Africa. Yeah, it's true. Very true. And people no, I don't know that fuel prices and stuff. What you say? People can't get there easily. No, bro. I so, guess if you're so privileged... It, it deters people from going. 100%. So it deters 100%. the economy from growing. Because it's a beautiful place. There's so many beautiful places there. Oh, Stop, come on, bro. Exploiting. Stop exploiting us still to this day. To this day? Bro, to this day, to this day. No, nah, but it's true, bro. It's true. Like what you're, it's, it's everything you're saying is spot on, bro. That's what I'm saying. The conversation is 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 too broad. So I feel like we need to we need to pick the issues in which we, I guess, as Black Brits, want to go with and get changed. Because I think it has moved on. But I think the conversation has moved beyond police brutality and stuff like that. I really do think so. I think we're discussing now just white supremacy in general and how to dismantle it. And that's the conversation we're having now. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I guess white supremacy is like, it's like the, um, the um, oh gosh, I don't know how to say the saying again, but it's something about dam. When you take this thing out, the whole dam collapses or something like that. Yeah. So like white supremacy is that, that one thing. Like, But obviously white supremacy, again, is, is broad. Like, mm-hmm. it's broad, it's complex. It's, it's in every single thing that we do in life, you know, everything. You know, it's only, was it only a couple of years ago that we got coloured emojis for different coloured hands and stuff, in different coloured fists and stuff. Like, you know, it's so in, it's so ingrained into just we live. Some of us, even myself included, are just so used to certain things being a certain way because of the way of the society that we live in. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, bro. So yeah, I feel like we need to definitely pick what issues we need to find who our group are and pick our issues um uh yeah that's and then definitely. place those issues that are different and diverse because we're such a different amount of different amount of people and it's such a all 360 issue exactly. and then place them in a vessel and that exactly. vessel needs to be able to go to the right place and do the right jobs accordingly because in my opinion it's definitely not we can't. You're not going to tackle one issue at a time. Issues aren't tackled like that. Nor is policy made like that. No, no. So linear. Yeah. It is a collective of things, and that is how laws and policies are made. They're made when a collective of issues appear to be a problem, and then they find the root of those issues, and they make a policy that deals with the root of those issues, so that the branches of those issues are dealt with subsequently. You know, yeah. and that that is what. That is why I'm I'm inviting our kind of listeners, yeah, to send a one to two minute voice note of what they feel like the different solutions 
on the different issues that are most important to them that they feel like should be highlighted. That that'll be dope. And we're gonna most likely share this by the end of the month with the rest of the that'll people. See how far we've come and see if any of your actual solutions have manifested early because it's likely that things will keep on moving and by the end of the month we will have some more substantial updates that'd be very good my guy